Oh, hey, oh, sorry. It's Nacho Mama's Christine Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Nacho Mama's Christine Podcast. Don't take I am your host, Shane. Here is my brother, Eric. I didn't mind that one at first. <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> and then as you grew, because then when you started the actual podcast part, yeah. that got it. Like, my computer was, like, freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, couldn't handle it. Yeah. That in mind at first. It was fine at first. Like, I guess it's kind of something new and never done a sleeping one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After you, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Because I, cause I have so much energy. And what, I don't anymore. Yeah. Why do you... What, what happened to all your energy? It's gone. Why? Who stole it? Russell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids will steal it. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell everybody, since, since we haven't... Yeah. Last time we recorded, mm-hmm. there's been something new in your life. So tell... tell yeah. Uh, my wife gave birth to a baby boy. You did it, Shane. I did it. Wow. I did <laughs> all the work. <laughs> oh, but that was pretty crazy how it happened. Yeah. 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 Tell, so, tell everybody. So... Uh, uh, our baby was supposed to be born. Russell was supposed to be born on uh, September 23rd, which is today. It was supposed to be born yeah, today. Yesterday. Was it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Supposed to be yesterday. According to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So he was supposed to be born today, but he uh, he came three weeks early. Yeah. Uh, and out of nowhere, Lauren was showing no signs whatsoever. And I was in Cincinnati. Do something. Uh, you better have been something important. If it's three yeah. weeks ahead of time, yeah. it should have been something like insanely important you yeah. couldn't get out of. And it what was, was it? Yeah. I was playing softball. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! But it was church softball. So, oh, so it was our you church were, softball team. You were working. I'm doing air quotes here. Working, working. playing softball. Here's, okay, so here's a, here's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> You're okay. okay. Just because here's a grind my gears. <laughs> just because ministry something in ministry is fun doesn't mean it's not work or it's not ministry. Because a lot of times uh-huh. I've had people say to me. Oh, softball! That's not work, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's it's fun, and I really enjoy it, yeah and, yeah, and I want to do this, but it is work, yeah, yeah. It's ministry because I'm I'm with the team. I'm, I'm sure CEOs of companies that have a softball team for team building, they probably take two hours off that day <laughs> to go because they Did are I working. Say I take two hours off. No, no. But they don't imply that they're working doing it. It is work. <laughs> it is ministry. Just like listen. When I, Here's the thing. You don't have to tell me whether it's work or it's not work. You work your hours. It's not like you take hours off. Correct. We, we don't work hourly. We work we're salary, obviously. Yeah, passes. and you work most likely more than 40 hours a week. So you don't have to qualify to anyone. It just sounds like your sensitivity. I've had people say <laughs> Insecurities to coming because, out. Because I've had people say it to me before. Yeah, when, me. I say to all the time. But I mean, like when I was on the, so I do, we do the softball trip every year. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's out in Cincinnati. We're part of the church of Nazarene. And there's this Nazarene national softball tournament and teams from all over the country come and it's a lot of fun it's it's a really good weekend mm-hmm. to be got it's we have a guys team but um that people bring their families mm-hmm. and it's a really good weekend where we hang out friday to like monday or tuesday of the next week and we're playing softball and we're going to get dinner together it's team building it's relationship building and it's a lot of fun and we go to church together it's it's, it's a really great weekend mm-hmm. and um i've had and we, i do it every year it's always labor day weekend and there have been times where I've had some people say to me, well, you're not working. Like I had somebody contact me before and was <laughs> like, uh, they were upset because I was missing a week of church. And, yeah, yeah. That, and, and I had taken vacation not long before that yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and I was like, no, well, I'm working. And they're like, no, you're not. It's like, yes, I am. This is ministry and this is work. Just because it's fun yeah. doesn't mean it's not ministry. And my argument back to that would be, even if it was vacation, 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like who cares? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. You've worked a full week. Yeah. yeah. And even like I'm taking the weekend off, you're allowed to. I have I don't know exactly how many hour how many weeks vacation I get. I think it's like four. How many do you get? I get three. Three. Well, I get if you get four, I should get four. I don't know. I don't our I know. I was saying that. I was like, I need to recheck the manual. I know she, the manual I has a thing that I may be qualified with, with our staff. I just tell them like, take off. Yeah, like, when you right. take off, take off. And so I never really because th- I've taken two this year, and I don't know if I'm gonna take any more. Yeah, so like, yeah, I, if I take another weekend, yeah. And if you want to count it as vacation, though, I know I'm really working. That makes you feel better. Then fine, go ahead. And that, yeah. but that person's probably going to find an issue either right, way. Right, right. But you, but they're right. You yeah. weren't working. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so anyway, back to why I was you? at I was at this I was in Cincinnati at this softball tournament, and um, uh, I was talking. I, I was FaceTiming with Lauren and our daughter Camden at two o'clock, right before one forty-five p.m. Uh, p.m. And uh, and I said, okay, I'm about to go and lead a team devotional because I was working. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I was about to go lead a devotional. She said, okay, that's fine. And I go in to, to lead this devotional, and I uh, that, that started at 2. And then at 2.15, my phone rang as I'm leading the devotional, and I see it on the table in front of me. And I see it's Lauren, and I'm muted. <laughs> oh, gosh. Does she know this? In my, yeah, she knows. In my head, I was like, I just talked to her. I just told her I was going to lead this devotional. What could be so important? Right. It was 15 <laughs> minutes ago. She was fine. Yeah. And then... There was another person in the room who I told Lauren, because we had a plan since I was at this tournament. Yeah. Just in case anything happened, not that we expected it, if something happens, call this person. Her name's Janine. She's awesome. She listens to the podcast. Because she would have her phone on her. Because I may be on the field playing softball, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Priorities. Priorities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, Lauren, he's working. <laughs> what do you want him to do? Take a vacation? And so after my phone rings, I see Janine get up and walk out of the room. And I was like, that's weird. She doesn't normally do that. Like, she, I don't understand why she got. She's normally gripped to whatever I'm saying. Exactly. Whenever I talk, she's in. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and and so she walks out of the room and walks right back in. And somebody else said, "Is the baby coming?" And I was like, <gasps> and she was like, "Your wife's water just broke." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Where was softball tournament? Cincinnati. Where do we live? Baltimore. <laughs> That's far. That's far. <laughs> and it's our second kid, so a lot of times Comes quicker. the second kid can come quicker than, than the first kid. Yeah. And so I was freaking out. We eventually, so 2.15, got the phone call. I, we're at the hotel, and I got uh, somebody on the team, actually Janine's husband, Matt, drove me to Columbus Airport, which was an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. and they had a flight at 4.50, and we left the hotel at 2.30. So it's an hour and a half drive, and the flight's at 4.50. So I got to the airport by 4.05, and the flight left at 4.50. I didn't take any luggage with me. All I had in my, right on, right off. All I had in my pocket was a phone and my phone charger to take mm-hmm. pictures and uh, contact people. And I walk right up to security, not a single person in line. Divine, at all divine intervention it, it, I, it actually was because I was texting the, the team and I was texting you and some of our friends I was like everybody pray that there is no line at security because if I missed that flight then I wasn't going to get home until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night and normally when your water breaks it could be any that minute that could happen quick yeah. sometimes it's slower sometimes it's quicker and um, uh, in the car ride, Matt, who is a doctor, he's a foot doctor, but he's, he has a lot of it. He's worked in a bunch of different areas. And I was asking him questions. And I was like, how quickly can this baby come? And he was like, do you want to know? And I was like, yeah. So he was talking to me and I was freaking out. And I land in Maryland and my dad picked me up from the airport, took me to the hospital, got the phone call at 2.15 from Lauren. I was at the hospital back in Maryland at 6.30. That's quick. 
That's unbelievable. Yeah, four hours and you were from Cincinnati to Baltimore you yeah. were in the hospital. Unbelievable. A little over four hours. Um, here's what happened while you were gone. Yeah. Because somebody's got to pick up the pieces. Um, <laughs> it's be while you're working. Um, yeah. I got a call at Costco from yeah. my wife saying, the baby's coming. <laughs> I was like, what do you want me to do? She's not here. Yeah. And so she went and took care of Lauren and we had Savannah's birthday party. Yeah, Lauren felt terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, she should have really planned this a little better. <laughs> uh, but the baby didn't end up coming until like four another day. Four o'clock the next afternoon. Yeah, so it was... It, it all worked out. It can't, yeah, I can't believe how long it took. So, um, Russell, how big was he? He was born six pounds, 12.8 ounces. So th- at three weeks early, that's a good size. Yeah. So, well, and he's, he's, he's a champ. He's doing well. Lauren's doing well. Everybody's healthy. We're back home. No ba- problems. Back to normal besides just less sleep. It is awful. <laughs> I am so tired all the time. Yep. It is crazy how you just function with less yeah. sleep. And I'm sure that and you like, forget. Yeah. And then at, once Russ is a little older and you'll be like, maybe we will have a third kid. It wasn't that bad. So here's the thing. <laughs> then, right now. <laughs> then you'll remember, oh, crap, it was that yeah. bad. Right now, I'm laying in bed. And, and so now that we have a, a girl and a boy, I'm, it's like, okay, Call right, it. we got one of these. Call it. <laughs> Fair catch. And I'm, it's over. I'm laying in bed at like three in the morning and he's just crying. And I'm laying there looking up at the ceiling saying, never again. Yeah. This ne- is not happening ever again. Yep. Never I'm again. Not, but we'll see. If you were, if, like, if right now I had to make a decision, nope, I'm done. Yeah. If right now you said, cut my balls off. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> I thought that works. <laughs> oh, I that's, never mind. So I have three kids and I would definitely not have four. Yeah. No way. I mean, we, we made sure that was taken yeah, care you're, of. We you're medically not able to <laughs> yeah, have four. Yeah, that's what they did to me. <laughs> four, no more. And whenever people tell me they have four kids, I'm always like, why? <laughs> like, that's always been a reaction. Yep. And I'm sure it's great, but in my head, that sounds horrific. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, with the only thing that's happened with me... Nobody cares. <laughs> for those of you that were wondering, <laughs> um, in, the, in the past couple of weeks, is uh, our church celebrated our one year. We actually made it mm-hmm. a year. Um, what's I heard, saw the stat that like most churches do not make most church plants don't make it a year. Fifty yeah, percent yeah. of them don't make yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's higher than fifty percent die within is, the first year. Yeah, which is nuts. Um, so yeah, we made it a year, and looking back at a year, we were we um were figuring out some numbers to celebrate that day. We made a donut wall, and we're just looking back at some of the things, and we're thinking, man, I want to ask you a question. What? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you sent an email to myself and other churches that supported Our supporting you, churches, yeah. And you listed a whole bunch of numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you read some of those numbers off? Because I would, and I read them off to our board. We had board meeting, and I <laughs> and I read them off, and I said, hey, we we need to celebrate this. Impact Church made it a year. Here's some here's some numbers for you, and they were like, "How did he know those numbers?" And I was like, "I have no idea." I, I'm smart, so, That's how. so I got to read off these. Numbers. I gotta find them, Shay. Jeez, I don't I know, know where we they didn't, are. We didn't plan this, but I just yeah, thought about it. I'm gonna have I was to, like, um, hold on, I don't know. I gotta find the email. So, for example, you can give us a number once you pull it up. But like you talked about how many cups of coffee you guys have served in a year. Yeah, that was easy. How do you know that? I looked up how many we bought. <laughs> how, many, how many cups you bought? Yeah, and then I looked. I counted how much were left uh, in the bin, and that was the number. And it was around seven fifty. So I put seven fifty plus. That's okay. not very hard. So like, and then, and then you, you talked about <laughs> oh okay the the, the cords. Oh yeah, you so, wrapped. Yeah, that one was not on me. I told our uh, setup person, I was like, hey, you need to. Um, <laughs> I want you to figure out how much feet of cord we run every Sunday. 
like everyone said, yeah, just count the, like, we know the cores, you know the size, let me know. And it was like, okay, it was about 1,100 something every Sunday. Who, so uh, what I made him do? walk around oh and God. look at the cords and say, write oh, down 25 foot, that 25 foot, whatever. And then um, he multiplied that. And then he gave me that number. I multiplied that by Sundays, by the amount of Sundays we've done or amount of services we've done. And I assume that's how much we ran. It was like 59,095 feet of cord. 11 miles. miles. 11, yeah, 11 or 12 miles. Yeah, that was it. Um, and then the rest are kind of, are a little easier. Um, hours of setup, you just count yeah. how many hours set up. Um, combined, um, combined hours of service outside of Sunday morning. I just yeah. did all of our events, how long it took, how many people were there, multiplied, math, math, uh-huh. math. It gave me that number. Amount of items given was actually crazy because yeah. we actually had all this written down. We give every quarter we give a we give an organization stuff. So mm-hmm. like school supplies, we gave school supplies. So we when I when we went to go do this number, I asked some of our team, okay, how many items of school supplies we did and and our person lauren would say i oh, we gave 10 boxes of pencils we gave this, oh this my and we just added them all up so that's wow. how we got those numbers um i don't know if anyone cared about any of that i but, did <laughs> well i don't know if that was podcast worthy um, <laughs> so yeah we did our one year and i was thinking looking back on this past year and remember all the plans we had right before we started and here's how we're going to get to these things and here's how we're going to do it here's the kind of leader i was going to be and i would I'd been in leadership roles mm-hmm. before. I was not a lead pastor. Um, I was I was leading that group for a year prior, but then once you start, it completely changes, right? Um, so I was trying to look back and think about some of the things I've learned in a year in leadership. And I thought there's a lot of people that listen that are listening that work mm-hmm. at a church and they're a leader in some capacity, or they work at a job and they are leaders. Um, really anyone that has influence is a leader. But I know for a fact there's people listening to this that are leaders in their position. So um, I thought it'd be good for us as church planners, been a pl- uh, church plan for a year, and how long have your church been? Three and a half. Three and a half years. Some of the things we've learned in leadership over these past uh, years um, through trial and error, some of the things that we've learned. So what are some things you've learned? Yeah, first thing for me is uh, to, to not be stubborn about plans that I had or or ideas that I had that didn't work. Like being willing to pull the plug on one of my ideas or one or something or a, a way that we did something. Like do you have an example? Yeah. So um well this is I guess isn't really specifically like my I didn't come up with this, but we the way that we put these in place were our community groups or small groups. Uh-huh. For us, they just were not working. And we were doing community groups for the first two year the three years, first three years of mm-hmm. us being a church. Really, this year is when we we stopped and and we shifted gears a little bit. Um, but like it's it's kind of what canceling something or stopping something that you have been doing is almost and like and every church does. And every church and does. the church you were at has does all the time, right? And other people have done successfully. Yeah, many people have done successfully, but for us, they just were not very successful. Our groups were not well attended. And then the people who did start at a group would not finish the the study or whatever it was. And our leaders were getting frustrated. We were getting frustrated. The staff was getting frustrated. And it just the percentage of our church involved in this and committing to this was not high. And so we could see that it was not being successful. And I'm sure people that weren't going that wanted to go because... But with time and just life, yeah. they feel guilty now, and they right. feel like they're not doing enough. All those things involved, and so. But when when we finally stand up and say, "Okay, we're not going to do community groups," it's like waving the white flag, saying we failed. That's the, to me like that's, that's what it, that's yeah. what it can. I'm feel not like. saying that's yeah. Yes. I don't think that's true. But for the leader, it's like saying 
we didn't do this well. Mm-hmm. We didn't do this right. And because of, it, it feels like because of the way that we went about this or our leadership style, it's it didn't work and we have to stop and redo everything and rethink everything and whatever it may be. Um, but it takes a lot to get to that place to admit, okay, this didn't work. We're not going to do this again. Or, or we're going to do this differently or we're going to change it. It's easier to be stubborn about it and say, no, 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 no. This is what we need to do. This is what we said we're going to do. We need to be committed to it. And that is true in some cases. But we have to be able to distinguish between keeping with the plan and adjusting the plan and not being too stubborn because it was something that I put in Or place. adjusting the plan and making a new plan would probably yes. be a better way to say that. Because yep. you can adjust that plan and be like, for your small group example, right. okay, how do we figure out how to make community groups more well attended and they're more efficient and mm-hmm. they're something that people actually want to go to. Yeah. But you as a leader had to decide, okay, all right, should we just cancel it mm-hmm. and do something else mm-hmm. and not ways like is it hurting trying to force this to happen right, right. um so yeah and it, and when you do that when most churches do community groups mm-hmm. and you're a pastor you're like well what what did i do that that i wasn't able to accomplish right. what every church can accomplish mm-hmm. but every church is different every organization that you work mm-hmm. at is different so yeah it might work in other areas and and what i try to implement what i've heard from other people and sometimes they work great and sometimes they don't yeah but being humble enough, I guess, would be yeah, the... yeah, and it's hard because for in both in both of our cases. So I'm the only full time staff member. We have a part time person, Lene, who I've talked about plenty, um, and you're the only full time staff yeah. member. Um, you're the only paid staff member yeah. at, at Impact, and so it's hard as paid well. <laughs> it's hard. That was a joke for sure. <laughs> when you're in that role, because it feels like everything is on your shoulders. And it feels like you're the one, and you are the one who's leading. Um, but it's a lot of, it's just a lot of pressure. And it's like, okay, I, I'm the one really responsible for a lot of these things. And those are some things that we can tell ourselves. So to, to not be too stubborn to think, I don't have all the answers all the time. And sometimes you need to just adjust. That goes with probably one of the things I've learned, and I learned it really quick, mm-hmm. is that especially a church in general, but it's not on me whether it's really good or really bad. Yeah. Like it's not my fault that if we have a lighter service and it's not because I'm the best that we're having such a good service. Um, for example, when we launched, we had 215 people at our launch Sunday, which is great. Mm-hmm. We had a, a lot of our tr- sporting churches come. You canceled church and your whole church came. So we had a ton of people yeah. that first Sunday. So I knew the next Sunday we would not have even close to that many. But I was guessing 75 mm-hmm. would come back. But in my head, I'm like, I could see 100. And then <laughs> You're like, I'm going to low. I'm going to put it on the low end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 61 came, but it rained. So I was like, well, it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> That's why no one came. It's raining. No one's Obviously. Coming. No one's going to come rain. And the next Sunday, it was a beautiful day, 61. Yeah. So um, I started to get depressed. I was like, what did I do wrong? I, uh-huh. I've done all the research. I'm so I'm a strategic guy. I'm a Enneagram 3. I'm an achiever. Like, yeah. what am I doing that's making this not work? Mm-hmm. Um, first, I was defining success incorrectly, especially in a church organization. But it's easy to define success as the amount of people that are there. So if there's more people, that means I'm successful. If there's not, yeah. then I'm not successful. I was defining success as if we hit 75 and 100. Not whether lives are being changed, not if Jesus was moving, it was that. Um, So I had to learn very quick and I was humbled to learn that where 
It's, it wasn't my fault that only 61 people were there. But at the same time, it's amazing at least that 61 people were there. Um, and if when we have good services, we'll have services where we hit 100 or a little more. Like It's not because I'm so such a good yeah, leader. Yeah. Um, and I told this to a pastor friend of mine. And um, one thing that he said that I never thought about was um, when I told him that story, the, the amount of people that came the sec, uh, second week and third week, he said, man, thank God that only that many people came. Can you imagine if 115 people came that next Sunday? What would that would have done to your ego? Yeah. Like how you would have been so pr- like, yeah, like, oh, I know what I'm doing. You've been doing. so arrogant. Like yeah. you would have been like, yeah, I do know what I'm doing. Right. This, I am really good at this. I do like, this is on me. Mm-hmm. I said, thank God that happened. Cause now as you grow, mm-hmm. you can look back and be like, and remind yourself of yeah. those times. Hope, I mean, that's what you should be doing, right? Is looking back at that. Right. So it definitely that's had good. to humble yourself yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's the natural inclination for any pastor, I think. Even now, like three or and a half any years just in, or leader or in. boss. Yeah. Yeah. Put it all on your shoulders and thinking that's all on you. Yeah. Yeah. And then to kind of piggyback on that, then when things are not as good or when somebody comes along and has some criticism, because sometimes people are critical and, and they're just negative people and you're never going to make them happy. Other times, people who are invested and I don't know, because not all criticism is bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to take criticism because we need to hear it. And so other people have can see things differently, different perspectives, whatever it may be. But a really big key is to not be defensive when receiving criticism. And yeah. that humility involved is... Is I believe that that is a key to every foundation of leadership is humility. Mm-hmm. Because we've already touched on that. Yours was about that. Mine was first one was about that as yeah. well. Like everything is about humility. If you're an arrogant leader, you're not going to be a, a successful leader. You're going to be, you're going to think you're better than you are. Whatever it is. But when you do receive criticism, to not automatically jump to well. Yeah, I did it because of this, or I did it this way, or you don't know what you're talking about, or whatever it may be, because we think that it is a personal attack on us. Sometimes it is, but any piece of criticism that we receive, we should stop and think about it and hear what the person is saying and go through it and not just disregard it. Mm-hmm. Because my natural instinct is when you criticize me, oh, you just don't know. I've been doing ministry for uh, 13 years now at this point. I know what I'm doing more than you. I served as a youth pastor in a church that had 700 people going to it. Like, I, Don't tell me mm-hmm. that's, that is the natural inclination for me. Is that the same for you? Uh, yeah, for the most part, I think I'm normally always right. So naturally, <laughs> yeah. someone says I'm not right about something, I think they're wrong. Um, but I... I would say I allow criticism from certain people mm-hmm. and they might know it and they might, some know it, some know they yeah. can always give me feedback. I never bash them for, I actually like to hear it. And then others may not know that I don't, that I'm okay with their criticism mm-hmm. because I trust them. I know they trust me and I, yeah. I know that. And there's other people, I'm pretty good at not caring about some people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Like if I've had people that give me criticism, I've had people that have told me what's wrong with our church. They've been to our church like twice. Yeah. So like, I don't really care. Yeah, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. And I'm really good at just being like, okay, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't really hurt my feelings. Doesn't, I don't take it personally. Um, because you're not part of this. Exactly. <laughs> you don't come on a regular basis. Like, if you don't like it, fine, and go somewhere else. There's plenty of great churches. I'm not trying to be that, say that to be defensive. I honestly mean that. Yeah. If you don't like it, go somewhere else where you can grow. Right. This is not going to fit everybody. There's not one church model that it fits mm-hmm. the entire world. So I'm really good at, I feel like I'm pretty good at when people that I know I don't need to hear their criticism, I can just 
Yeah. Okay, and I can be polite and just right. rub it off. But it is important to... Um, I, I've learned that I'm not right about everything and I'm not the best at everything mm-hmm. and that there's certain things that I'm not good at. And there's certain things I don't even see. I have people that tell me stuff. I'm like, I didn't even see that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I let pride get in the way, I'll never learn and grow and become mm-hmm. a better leader. The older I get, the, the more I lead. I know more than I've ever known mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't know anything. Where yeah. in high school and college, I felt like I knew everything. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. So like... The more I learn, the more I feel like I don't. I need to learn more, yeah. which is a, which is humility. Right, again. right. Well, and I think that also the way that we handle criticism can do a lot for the relationship or the spirituality of others. Uh, so, say that there's a conflict with somebody in the church, and they come up to us, and and you really don't feel like you were wrong in the mm-hmm. situation. But if we handle it with humility and we talk to it, now I'm not just saying let people walk all over you and treat you terrible, mm-hmm. but still having humility in every situation that can speak volumes to other people about you as the leader and about the church that they're in and about the God that they serve. Because if we instantly, even when we're right, say you're right about a situation, I normally am. criticizes you about it and we just immediately are defensive. Da, 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 da. You don't know what you're talking about. That is going to push somebody else away and it's not going to help anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to prove your point. It's just going to make it worse, make it a worse situation. But humility in, in, in the midst of criticism is, is yep. huge. Uh, one more thing that I've learned, I don't know if you have another one, but uh, one more thing that I've learned is how to have, um, and I feel like this is essential and key for my position and any leadership position for sure, um, is the proper communication. Oh, yeah, I yeah. hate um, when I'm we don't have the proper communication. Mm-hmm. It It's hard to accomplish anything if... My team, if the team doesn't know what's happening, if we're not communicating properly, if we don't are, are if we aren't all on the same page, and um, one of the things that I've stuck with with my leaders, and I've learned how to do this because a couple of times I've gotten in, we've gotten into like fights because we haven't done this way, is um, if there's ever anything that needs to be communicated um, to me, or if I need to communicate something to somebody else, like something that's a little more important, um, I will not do it over text. You cannot text me yet. We will meet in person. You're yeah. going to look at me in the face when you talk to me. I'm going to look at you in the face, and we're going to talk about it. Because I've had people that um, have wanted to step down from their leadership roles. I won't let them text it to me. Like yeah. They'll try, and they'll send a long thing. And I'll, all I reply back is, um, well, let's talk about this. Yeah. And, and sometimes we talk about it, and it still ends with them stepping down, and sometimes yeah. it hasn't. Um, it's, but every time we do that, they're able to like actually talk to me as a person look at me it's it's a way to show respect yeah. i think to respect for me and a way for me to respect them um and it's just a way to make sure we're on the same page mm-hmm. because man you can just text all this stuff and get it all in the way texts and emails work is you yeah. don't have to look them in the face you don't have to see how it how they react to it um but it's also a way for me because I, I can reply back like okay that's fine and I really mean that, or they could take it sarcastic because yeah, it's text. dangerous. But if we're in person, I can now talk to you, and you can know. Mm-hmm. I I think you can still do this. I think you'd be great at this. But if this is what you want to do, like then they understand it more. Um, I, Frank and I, we really have to make sure we do this because at times we'll start to argue. We've done it uh, once or twice since we've been at church. Argue about stuff over Frank text. Frank is your worship leader. Yeah, Ar- argue about stuff over text. Yeah. And it just ends nowhere. And it's like it just well we'll ignore the parts we don't want to don't want to talk about and just go to this other part and just, it piles on top. Right. So we have to talk about it. And sometimes we have to wait for the next day or two days later in order to talk and we calm down. Yeah. Um so I communication has been 
the the more the better our team has gotten at communicating with each other, the better our church has gotten. Mm-hmm. And in any organization, the better you are at communicating with each other and having mm-hmm. the proper communication and actually being able to talk, finding that stuff out, then the better your organization is going to be. I think that it, when there is lack of communication it, amongst city at City on a Hill, it's embarrassing to me. Yeah, like because that is a reflection, direct reflection of of my leadership because everything falls on. The, the the lead pastor in the end yeah uh, obviously everything falls and there's times where I have Jesus, I have not had the proper communication yeah, it's been on me where yeah. I haven't told all my team something that other people have now found out and they should have known first like Correct. I've done that I've had to go and apologize to yes them. yeah yeah because it, you're right everything does rise and fall on proper communication and if you're not on the same page as a team then you're not going to be successful as a ministry yeah. you have to have to always talk about things and always know that everybody's doing the same thing. But that takes a lot of effort and that's the tedious stuff of ministry mm-hmm. that can fall to the wayside because we can be thinking big picture, but we're thinking big picture and we're ignoring the little steps that it takes to complete the big picture. Yeah. So it's 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 absolutely key to, to everything. Yeah. So I think that's good. Oh you don't have any more? I have I have one more but it's not it's not that big of a deal. Oh say it really quick. Oh, you're embarrassed by this last one. No, I just, I thought that I had three, you only had two, so I didn't want to embarrass you. No, go ahead, say <laughs> it. Uh, the last one that I had was um, don't rush into anything decision-wise, and also don't wait forever. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> you're going to say that regardless, regardless of what it was. But because like, it's, it's scary in this position where we have come across decisions where it's like, okay, should we do this? Should we go this direction? Should we go here? And we can talk about it forever. And then it never happened, and then the opportunity passes by. You need people that are doers. Like I've been part of teams that are just a bunch of people that are great thinkers, and no one knows how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we just think about it forever, and it never gets done. But then there are also things where it's like, oh, wow, this is here. Let's do this right away. And then we rush into it without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. There's danger in both, and the, there needs to be a balance, and that's where wisdom and discernment comes in. But I don't want to make the wrong decision either way by waiting too long or by going too fast. And it's a case-by-case thing, but I just think that it's important to go through. You have to have steps in place and people in place that you talk to, that you trust, who know the ministry, who know the church, who know the community, and you can bounce ideas off of one another. And if you're all on the same page, then move forward. If you're not, then slow down. Yeah, and it's important to have the right team around you. Yeah, to do that. yeah, yeah. That's what all goes in. So that was the only other one that. Duh. Jeez. Have, is there anything worse than someone saying "duh" when you say something? <laughs> Besides, I, I, know I haven't gotten a good "duh." Yeah, but when your time. kids is like, "Shut up, yeah, man!" Duh. You know what's worse? What? When someone shushes you. Shh. <laughs> 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 There's nothing worse. We saw that at a concert. Yeah. A grown lady <laughs> yeah. shushed another grown lady in the face at a concert Shh. at an Avent Brothers yeah. concert. <laughs> that's. It's the most humiliating thing <laughs> yeah. that could happen. Duh, being dud and being shushed. And her worse. shush ended with ended harsh. It was like a shush. Yeah, it was. She was because she sh- shush. she shushed him three other times. <laughs> That's why she had to really make sure it was taken care of. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And you want to come back with a stupid argument? Sounds good. All right, let's take a break. Hey everybody, it's Zach from Citizens. 
One problem that's continuously plagued us as a band is that we actually have too many fans. And so one of the things that we're trying to do this fall is go on tour, because once you hear us live, you probably will never listen to us again. If you live in or near Des Moines, Minneapolis, Chicago, Milwaukee, Fort Wayne, Totowa, New Jersey, Washington, DC, Lynchburg, Virginia, Greenville, South Carolina, Knoxville, Tennessee, and Nashville, Tennessee, please go to wearecitizens.net, get your tickets. We just put out a new record called Fear, and there's more coming. Whatever it takes to get you to stop listening. have the best fans in the world but one band can't have all the best fans so we got to get rid of a few which is why we're bringing along with us ghost ship the eagle and child and Allie page because once you listen to all of us you'll probably never listen to music again go to wearecitizens.net and get your tickets today It's now time for Stupid Arguments, where we argue about stupid things. All right, back with another great what? stupid <laughs> argument. Like terrible, terrible <laughs> intro into this. I said, Shane, I got it. I'll intro us back out yeah, of the break. Yeah, this is why you don't intro the podcast. <laughs> We're back with another Stupid Arguments. Um, this one, we have been doing this personally, yeah. you, me, and some friends, because we heard it on another podcast. We're like, this would be a great Stupid Argument segment. So we stole it. this. Yeah, of course. Um, and we're pastors, so you, you do it enough, then it becomes ours. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so uh, I actually heard this from um, a podcast called The Lead Singer Syndrome. I don't know if any of you listened to that. I listened to the episode with um, The Deer Hunter. It's one of my favorite bands. Um, Casey was on. Um, talks to lead singers. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Um, and they talked about this topic, so we're going to do this, the stupid argument. Here are the two categories, okay? And you can play this at home with your friends, okay? Let us know. We'll allow it. Any, any of the ones that we missed. What are some bad band names of good bands? Yep. And the opposite. What are some good band names of bad bands? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's do the first one. Bad band names, yeah. even though they're very good bands. The yeah. band name sucks, even though the band is awesome. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. Yeah. The first one that, that I have, which I guess they're not really playing um, anymore, but... Uh, they, they were still a band, so you can count them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I can. Uh, fun. Yeah. Where did fun go? I have no idea. I don't know what happened to him, but like that one, well, they had two albums, uh, but the, the second one was a more well-known one, but I like the first one. I think it even better. Yeah. But um, both albums are great. They're a great band. Uh-huh. And uh, we went and saw them in concert. It was a lot of fun. Oh, gosh. I was waiting for Pun it. Pun intended. But you, so you don't like the band name? But I think it's a stupid band name. Fun. It's also fun. With a period. Yeah. It has a period. Don't forget fun the period. period. Yeah. Like this is the end of the sentence. It's I, fun. Yeah, I think it. I don't think it's the worst. I think it's. I don't think it's that original. Yeah, like it's just three letters and a period. I guess the period makes it more original. I don't know. <laughs> every time, every time I hear it, just like it makes me 
not really want to listen to. Yeah, like you're a little embarrassed to say that you like yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Like people say, oh, who do you really like? I was embarrassed saying that. I that Yeah, we because you're a concert. guy with tattoos. You either like yeah. saying, like, I like Black Flag. <laughs> <laughs> I like those guys. Yeah, War of Ages. Yeah, and I like fun. Yeah, yeah. And fun. <laughs> it's real fun. It poured when we saw them, remember? Yeah, but it, it rained glad. so much. So we went to, there's a really good concert venue close to us, Merriweather, which is like an outdoor pavilion, but then. And there's like a roof over part of it, and then you can sit on the lawn. So we were on the lawn, and it poured, but it was kind of nice because everybody like moved out of the way on the lawn to go find shelter. Yeah, and we just got to move all the way up. I just stood in the rain. Yeah, we did. We was, just we were fun. wet. It was fine. It was fun. It was fun. Um, <laughs> all right, you got here's a really good band, but I think the name is pretty lame. And even the lead singer of this band thinks the name is lame. Okay, uh, Foo Fighters. See, I like that name. Even Dave Grohl doesn't like it. I don't know what it means. What does it mean? I actually looked it up. Okay. Uh, the group got its name from the UFOs and various aerial phenomenon that were reported by Allied aircraft pilots in World War II, which were known collectively as Foo Fighters. I think it's kind of cool. Nah, I, don't, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I like it. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. I, they just, from what I heard, because Dave Grohl was making music by himself, like that first CD, he basically did everything but like a couple guitar yeah. parts. And it's he didn't, he didn't want to release it as Dave Grohl. He wanted to release it as a band. Right. So he's like, I don't know. And he just saw this and he just named it Foo Fighters. Right. And he regrets it. <laughs> he wishes he did because he thinks it's the dumbest name ever. And I don't think it's a great of a band name. I love the band. One of my yeah. favorite bands of all time. But yeah, I just... Don't, now, I, don't I agree that like there, there's no meaning behind it. There's nothing special about it whatsoever. Yeah, but a lot of band names don't have a yeah, meaning. That, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But I think it sounds kind of cool. I don't know. And I like the logo, how they have the two Fs. I think it's kind of cool. Anyways, go ahead. Um, so second band that... That I like. I, I don't listen to them as much anymore, but I, but I like them. This is getting back to my... Uh, but you don't like the name. Yeah, but I don't like the name. This is getting back to the, like, the mid-2000s. This is my emo self at that time. And uh, If you grew up in, in the mid-2000s, then you most likely went through some sort of an emo stage. But I actually listened to this band just a couple days ago because I, I like them. Uh, my Chemical Romance. I think it's a dumb name. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's trying... Too hard to be emo, super emo. Yeah, they were emo though. They were, <laughs> and they're. I like a lot of their Let's music. Break it down, mine, and then chemical As possessive, possessive <laughs> chemical. You see, we all know what chemicals are, right? <laughs> You're not breaking it down at all. <laughs> and romance, because there's there's a chemical imbalance when you are romantic with somebody, and this is my chemical romance of you. I so know I think it, it's great. I name. know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it means. I think that this is, and I think that I also don't really like the image of the band. I the only thing about this band that I like is Black the Parade. That's an awesome <laughs> song and an awesome album. That's a. I have a couple of no skip songs. Black Parade's a no skip song yeah, for me. Every time it comes on, that and words. yellow and yellow cards. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ocean Avenue. Ocean Avenue. No, no skip. Oh, that's awesome. Never skipped. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And Teenage Dirtbag. <laughs> Teenage Dirtbag. <laughs> it is. If it comes on, I never skip it. <laughs> it's, I love that song. But the whole like image for My Chemical Romance is like mascara and black hair and uh, I don't know. Uh, like long hair, long hair, like black. I don't know. It's just, you said that already. I just think I just don't like the image of the band. Side note: Shane used to wear mascara and have long black I hair. I never <laughs> wore mascara. I did have long black hair, uh, but I just don't. I think it's a. I think it's a dumb name. I think the name's fine. Um, I think it's trying too hard. I mean, it goes with their image. So I agree, and I don't like their image either. Yeah, just give me that music. <laughs> yeah, can't deny the music. Uh. One of the best bands of all time also has a lame name. Okay. The Beatles. That is a lame... You don't like that name? No. 
Why not? It's an insect. <laughs> That's all it is. I mean, what other ones do you want to do? You're the crickets? <laughs> the <laughs> you monkeys? Do, you do, well, that's not an insect, you idiot. <laughs> oh, Alien Ant Farm. Oh, that. Oh, man, I miss it. That band is awesome. And that band name's awesome. Yeah, but like, it just, I think it's a kind of lame name. For the for the what's considered one of the best bands of all time, yeah. it's just the Beatles. See, I think that it's hard to get past that because they are one of the best bands of all time. Yeah. To, to, and, and they're cool. Like everything about them is cool. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't, I think John uh, uh, John Lennon's like taste in women weren't cool. <laughs> no, but I'm saying they're, they're not persona. everything. You said everything. You said everything. Their not, persona as a band is cool. Like they, everybody loves the Beatles. Not everybody. Everybody, but no one loves the name. Uh, how? Who's going to defend the name? Yeah, you're trying to defend the name, the Beatles. It's just no, no. Like, what I'm saying it's is not original. It's not that clever. When I hear the Beatles. I just think of like, oh, that's cool because because of but what that's the because Beatles of the band has done. Yeah, but if if right now there was no Beatles and we were trying to make a band and I and I brought up, hey, why don't we be the Beatles? Yeah, you would be like, that's a terrible. <laughs> you would say, well, what would it be? What would it be next? Firefly. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> that's a, isn't that a band? Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, let's switch. All right, let's go to this one's harder. Yeah. You can find a lot of ba- bad names of good bands. I think finding bands that. That have great names, mm-hmm. but the band sucks is harder. I think. What's I easier is bad name, bad band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's easy. Because sometimes the band itself just makes you decide that name sucks. Yeah. Like Nickelback might be a good band name. I just can't ever think it is because <laughs> the band Nickelback is yeah. so bad. So yeah. some of that just plays into each other. So names that you're like, that's a pretty cool name, even though I hate that band. Go ahead. All right, first one, easy, done. Smash Mouth. <laughs> that is legit band name. Yeah. About to smash your mouth <laughs> with "Hey now, an all star, get your game, game on, go play." Yeah, like they're terrible. <laughs> they're a terrible band. I own that CD. Everything about them is they don't have good music, but that name—they're on the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but with a song that they didn't even write. There are some songs that they have on that CD that are better. That never came out because I had that CD. Trust me, I bought that CD. What the Shrek soundtrack? No, not the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> no. The Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> no, the first the one with All Star. Uh huh. I bought that. Walking was... on the Sun. Yeah, that's a great song. The Walking on the Sun one. Um, yeah, look that one up. Spotify that right quick. Um, but yeah, that's a great band name. I agree with you on that one. Actually, I'm not gonna argue that. Yeah. And the band's not that great. Um, Smash Mouth. That's a good band. Yeah, I'll, that's cool name. Side story. Um, back at my old church, we used to do covers all the time, and we were going to do All Star by Smash Mouth mm-hmm. for some reason, and we went to go play it. And um, Dana, who was our worship leader, did not know the lyrics well enough, so we were struggling. <laughs> and I went, guys, I'm not going to lie. I could sing this whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. And so I did. From at church, drums? Yeah, from drums. I played drums and sang the whole thing without having any lyrics because I have it all memorized. Wow. Because I, I used to listen to that song all the time back wow. in the day. Anyways, um, here's mine. All right. Um, Obvious. This is an obvious one. Uh, Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Great band that's, name. That's obvious <laughs> Obviously, everyone was saying it. Chumbawamba. Terrible band, obviously. Yeah. It's that one song. Um, get knocked down, yeah. and I yeah. got up again. You're yeah, never going to keep me down. down. Um, you want to know where that band name came from? Where? Chumbawamba. Yeah. Um, here's this one of the stories. I don't think anyone really knows, but one story claims that the name comes from one band member's dream in which the signs <laughs> on the bathroom door read Chumba and Wumba rather than men and women. What? 
Another story claims that the word originated when a monkey typed it on a typewriter during an experiment. <laughs> Chumbawamba themselves were once quoted as saying, Chumbawamba doesn't mean anything. <laughs> regardless which story is true, they were right. Wow. So literally, they just made up a word. And yeah. It just... It's it's a obvious. I think that's a pretty good band name. Yeah, it's great, and it, and they just hit gold. Yeah. <laughs> the man, name's great. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, all right, all right. So this one you're not gonna like. <laughs> you're gonna hurt my feelings. Yeah, I think it's a great band name, but I do not like the Don't. band. Don't. Okay, go ahead. Can you? Do you want to guess? No, I just want you to. If you say me without you, no, it's not me without okay. you. I go think ahead. that's good all around. Uh, <laughs> all right, go ahead. System up a down. No, <laughs> see, I great band name. I think that's a great, great band. band. Name. I think that band sucks. Oh my goodness, that band's so good. <laughs> I don't want. <sighs> oh, hysteria and mem- memorize and hypnotize those two CDs. Oh man, now, I you could buy this. those CDs, and that was back. You bought CDs, and they made it where you can combine the actual CD cases themselves and make it one big CD case when it came out. Great band. Now, I'll say this. Toxicity <laughs> is amazing. Trap uh, Suey is good. I'll say this. BYOB. Listen. listen Sugar. Listen. Sugar. <laughs> I could go on and on about the amazing songs they've released. Listen, I'll say this. I think that they are very talented. I think that they are, <laughs> okay, here we go. I think that they are creative. Oh, man. I think that they are, that they are quality, high-quality musicians I just don't like any of their music. Oh, any? You don't like Chop Suey? You don't like Toxicity? I when growing up, I was like, I I would listen to it because you liked it. So no, much. that's not why you liked it. You don't like BYOB. You don't like Aerials. No. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> no. Okay. I think that they're weird. This, I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think. I mean, I'm not gonna deny that part. Here's here's how I know that I don't like the band. Uh huh. I am not once listened to them. On my own, since <sighs> you and I have stopped living together. Oh, they're so good. I, I don't uh, like them. I don't like them. Uh, but that name is legit. <laughs> <laughs> System of a Down? Yeah, it's a political name. Um, when Eric and I first started dating, she told me mm-hmm. when I think BYOB came on, and if you don't know that song, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's a great song. Go listen to it. Um, when that song came on, she liked it. And I think she liked Toxicity. Like uh-huh. She liked two of those songs. And so when it came on, she said, I, I like System Down. And I went, you do? <laughs> so I started playing the weirdest System Down songs because there's a lot of weird ones. There's weird ones. And, she kept, she, and it got to the point where she's like, okay, I don't really like them. I like those two songs. So now, eight years into marriage, yeah. my joke every time it comes on is like, this is your favorite band. You told me you love them. And then one time Incubus came on. The great band, great band name. Yeah, I um, like that. Came on, and they, and I was, oh, I was saying, do you like Incubus, right? She went, no, they're too heavy for me. I was like, Incubus? <laughs> Wish you were here. So I put it on, and she was like, oh, I this in the band I thought. She was thinking Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you don't like... So now bad band, me, bad band. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have liked it if they didn't spell Bizkit with a Z. Yeah. So every time Incubus comes on, I'm like, you hate this band. They're too heavy for you, right? <laughs> so you know us Valentines, uh, we can make yeah, jokes go forever. down. This is what I don't like. That hurts my feelings. I don't like... No one said anything worse to me than what you just said. I don't like the guitarist. Or he just goes... (laughs) (laughs) That's BYOB. Do your BYOB impression again. Then everyone go listen to it. (laughs) I don't like that at all. I I don't think it sounds good. I just don't like it. And he's weird looking. Oh, that very judging a book for its cover, huh? Yeah, it's very judgmental of you, Pastor Shane. Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. 
good good band name. <laughs> Horrific band. Savage Garden. <laughs> oh, that would be a great metal the, band. Yeah, the, the name Savage does Garden. not fit the band. Yeah. What's that song? that they have? I want to stand oh, yeah. with you yeah. on the mountain. I bought that CD too. <laughs> <laughs> what other song did they have? They had two songs. I bought it. And I remember it was back when like in middle school. Uh-huh. It was one of the first CDs I bought. I remember Matchbox 20 was one of the first CDs. Um, I remember Good band. It. Good band. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember buying it and being like, this just is not good. Yeah. I, mean, like, I should not own this CD. I was at a Casey and JoJo CD. Oh, oh my life. I think I had Casey and JoJo. Oh, I love I had I had Casey and JoJo. Oh, you had it. Okay. Yeah, We yeah. would share it. Mom gave it to me on Easter. <laughs> <laughs> we had my Easter basket. I had a Casey and JoJo CD. Yeah, Savage Garden. Uh, man, that's that's a great band name. We once... Yeah. And we but were, I just mixed it up with Soundgarden. Yeah, which which is a good band. I don't I don't love Soundgarden, but I I appreciate them. We also remember we were in a band and we went on a tour for two weeks. And yeah. the last show we had was a place called Savage Fest. Yeah, we were like, oh, this is gonna be. We were like a semi hardcore band, yeah. and so we're like, this would be perfect for us. We're, uh-huh. We'll fit right in because we thought it'd be like Savage Fest. That's how we always said it. And we got there, and it was just in Savage, Maryland, and it was an arts and crafts festival. Yeah. <laughs> and we were there, and it was like every, the, the medium age was probably 65, 70. Yeah. So it was like, we are not playing here. We scream. Yeah. We, we move around. We were, so we drove all the way there, and we just refused to play. Yeah. We're like, they're, they're going to hate us. They're uh-huh. going to kick us off the stage. Like, <laughs> it's going to be, be so awkward. Bad. So yeah, Savage. Savage Garden, nah, not, not a very good band name. Yeah, but that's a legit song. That is it. <laughs> no, the, sorry. Savage, Savage Garden is a good band name, bad band. Uh-huh. So if you, there's, I'm sure now that we've talked about this, there's a million that came out. Let us know some of the ones that that you've thought. Um, post it on our social media, yep. Facebook messages, email us, and then um, of course there's. Uh, I can't think of another way. That's got to be the, all all the ways you can send it, Shane. Oh, easy. Go outside and tie a fly to a string. Take that fly, lure a froggy. Say, hey, little froggy. Come here, little froggy. And you lure it with the fly on oh, the string. How hard is the catch a fly? And then just do it. And then the frog will eat the fly, grab the frog, take your question. You just grab the frog. That's not how it works. <laughs> take your question, write it on a post-it note, slap it on the frog's butt, send it away. We'll get it easy. No problem. Yeah, well, there's easy. no excuse. Easy. Just no do it. problem. And there's so many different ways you can do it. Easy. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.